1: Get your personalised plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
3: This is TalkSport Daily.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Happy Saturday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, you can catch me on Drive all next week from 4pm. Now we start today's podcasting thing by looking ahead to Manchester United's crucial away game at Fulham, which of course is live and exclusive on Talk Sport. The pressure is mounting on boss Eric Ten Hag, who came out fighting in yesterday's press conference. Your
4: job now
1: is to stand by our new manager.
2: Then put your little hand
0: in my... It's a new dawn. It's a new day and now it's David Moyes' job to make sure Manchester
2: United are feeling good.
5: I think they didn't really deserve a goal this evening. Yeah,
2: I have to say that David Moyes, for me, again, has got his tactics wrong. David Moyes, you have lost the fans tonight. army.
4: Louis It's the way that this team is set up, defending very, very deep because Van Gaal is much more of a defensive manager than he is attack-minded manager.
1: I try to translate from my Portuguese. There is something I used to call football heritage.
2: Manchester United have won the 2017 Europa League. The inevitable sacked in the morning was ringing out for a good five minutes from the Spurs fans, all aimed at Jose Mourinho. Then put your... When
0: did Manchester United become a side that employs someone that has the track record and
6: the capability of undergoing a social? There's
0: the full time whistle. Listen to the booze. It's finished. Manchester United 0.
4: Newcastle 3. I'm
6: confident. I, I can do it. Manchester United players are not improving under on this, on this manager. But well, what about the manager? That, has he got to go now? He's got to go.
4: That's right, Woodchuck Chuckers.
2: It's
1: Roundhog Day! Well, I don't know. While that's true, because you got me.
2: Baby, I got you, I got you, the Newcastle United fans, there's 7,000 of them here tonight, are singing
0: You're Getting Sacked in the Morning to Eric Ten Hag, who's uh, sitting in his technical area now, not
4: engaging. I can't play like Ajax because they're different players, so I came here with my philosophy, based on possession but also to combine it uh, with the DNA of Manchester United and combine it with the players, uh, with the competences, uh, with, the char- so with the characters of the players. And that do you combine and I think we, last year we have seen uh, what that was. I think we played very good football last season. And this season, is the philosophy is not different uh, only I want to. Uh, I would emphasize more on go direct, but the explanation for my direct, uh, uh, they thought uh, that I want to go for long balls. No, I don't. want Andre Onana, uh, to go for long balls. I uh, know I want to play from the back, uh, as, as we did, and we tried it every game. Also against City, but if an opponent is going so in a high press, yeah, that is a good. Option to go direct, eh? but I meant with directness is, eh, and I explain it in. I think I thought it was um, in the USA on you all how we want to play. We want to press, eh? we want to press from different blocks and then go direct because we have the players like Rasmus Heuland and Marcus Westford and Anthony and Bruno eh, and, uh, and Scott McTominay who are very good in it with passing from Christian Eriksen. Um, Without fullbacks and uh, joining in, and that was my idea, and I, I think I explained it very clear.
0: What has happened to Old Trafford? Once a place to fear, an experience so daunting you'd barely escape with your kit. Now everyone wins here. A fifth defeat in eight games in the offing for Manchester United.
4: But now we miss often um, players in the back four, and every time we have to adjust, and that don't help in your routines. And now also the midfield, we have to adjust, eh? missing Casemiro, eh? important player. But um, I never brought up this team, do you know why? Eh? We have to win. And I don't want to find excuses if we're not winning. And, but we have to be now more pragmatic, but still we have to win. And that is a demand, and I don't walk away from that. Winning at Manchester
5: United has to be in the DNA for all of the players, and I'm sure you feel the same yourself. How do you get back
4: to that, and how do you get back to being hard to beat? I think the, the players are uh, hard to beat, and but in this moment, it's obviously, when anyway, you have such two defeats, and we didn't show it, and uh, but I'm convinced on the long term the players will uh, be will uh, be hard to beat, uh, and they know how to do it.
1: Former Premier League winner Robert Snodgrass joined Alan Brazil and Gabriel Bonhoeffer on the Breakfast Show yesterday and had his say on the current situation at Manchester United. Whilst from Mataface and Jordan, Peterborough chairman Dara McCantony doesn't believe it's time to sack Eric Ten Hag yet.
0: Every time I see over the last few weeks, I think he's feeling the pressure. Every, every single time I see him coming out, it's like a plea to the fans to give me time. Um, but as you know you need to get results and you know results have been they've been shocking so uh, yeah. i think it is a vital time it's uh, there's two games coming up where i think you know if if he loses those two games i think you can definitely see a change of manager in my opinion
6: there's no there's no easy games now does this not do you know like in the premier league maybe in, in previous years you'd have teams where you know oh, we're going to beat these now maybe look at Luton, sheffield united but look at Fulham, forest everton Palace, Wolves, Brentford, West Ham There's no easy games, is there? Even Fulham at home for Manchester United Before would have been Oh, we'll go and get three points You know, who's going to score today? You know, Ronaldo, Rooney but Do Nam, you not know,
7: feel, oh,
0: Gab, See when we used to play against United In, in the sort of the tunnel you, you would feel fear Because you'd think you'd be, oh, We'd be lucky to get a result against them today But then Now, teams are actually expected to go and beat Man United They've just lost <laughs> that, you know, that fear factor yeah. After their worst start in 60 years If you were the owner, would you be considering alternatives and isn't it prudent to do so? Yeah, I think it probably is. At all times, as a football club owner, to be looking around, except when you're you're in a set, you're not spending your time looking at other people to replace them. Um, But, you know, with Man United, there's an argument saying it's the blind, leading the deaf, isn't it? Because some of the appointments, some of the decisions that they're making and some of the reasons why they've adjusted these decisions have all been steeped in a flawed perspective. Mourinho comes in, they allow Mourinho to operate in a certain way, lives in a hotel, doesn't commit himself. I know there was challenges outside in in his personal life. Louis van Gaal doesn't fit the, the media shtick, so he gets the bin. Moyes comes in early and ultimately follows the poison chalice. And then they make this, for me, ridiculous decision of only going to Solskjaer for three years. And Ten Hag, look, I made the observation and I constantly repeat the observation. It's not meant as as clumsily as I said it about a, big man, a, a small man in a big suit. I've maintained from the get-go that I don't think Ten Hag has the chops to do the job because this job, more than any other job, comes with so many different problems, challenges, because the scale of the optics on Man United. So they should be looking for alternatives, Simon says. And is that not one of the problems that in the past they haven't been forward-thinking enough, they haven't been prepared enough for eventualities that could befall them? Brighton, for example, always have an idea of who's going to be yeah, the next manager, just in case plan. someone's going to get poached or or
3: someone's going to end up having to be fired. But you, you use Brighton, they're a well-run club, well-structured, well-organised. They have a succession plan for players, managers, coaches, is what it is. Currently. You know, yeah, currently. And United, I don't know, you know, it, it does get boring, because it is Groundhog Day. You know, last year, obviously, he's done well. Trophy, Champions League, everything that was required. This year, it's gone pear-shaped. Um, you've also got the ownership issue. Who's making the decisions? Who's going to sack the manager? Is it Richard Arnold? Is it the owners? Is it the new potential owner or part owner that he might be? Who knows? I think it's too early. Um, but the one thing I'd say as an owner is you check the temperature in the room. So you want to make sure you hear things like he's lost the dressing room. It's the same old boring thing they roll out. So you want to make sure what is the atmosphere like inside the training ground. Now, how do My, you do that? Do you well, gauge
0: the opinion of the players?
3: Well, you know, if you're there, you're there, you know. And you speak to people around there. You, you're, clo- you're either close with the coaches or you're not. You would know. You always know. Whispers come out. When things aren't good, people are coming at you from all angles. There's one thing an agent ringing you. I used to have an agent ring me all the time about a manager. There's always if players weren't in the team. Oh, yeah, manager's not for you. You know, if he has players in the 21 team, it will be the 21's coach isn't very good. That's a typical agent's agenda. You know, at the end of the day, if, if United at the moment were losing games, but they were losing games 3-2, 4-3, 5-4, whatever, you'd be saying, I can see what he's trying to do. There's problems. Yeah. We have issues. But it's bland. You watch him against Newcastle the other night. That looked like a team the manager had lost.
0: So if you were in charge of Manchester United last uh,
3: now, what yeah. would you be doing? I'd be sitting with the manager and saying, how far does this go? And where are we with players like Sancho? How do we get the best out of Anthony? You know, we've committed hundreds of millions of pounds to some of the players you wanted here. So where do we go from here? Are you going to ask me for another 200 million in January? And what difference will it make? If one of the players we sign in January falls out with you in February, is he on the shelf in the summer?
1: Now let's hear from the Fulham camp. And keeper Bernd Leno spoke to TalkSport's Quaker Afari ahead of the game at Craven
7: Cottage.
2: Brilliant double save! Fantastic double save by Bert Leno.
7: The table is quite tight. I think between 10th and 14th, it's just about a goal difference. Um, But I think in general, the performances were were really good and and everything. We played a lot of big, big teams as well. So I think in general, we were happy about the start of the season.
0: And it's easy for a lot of football fans to forget how well Fulham did last season. You finished 10th after securing promotion from the Championship the year before. Is the aim for you as players to build on last season's success?
7: Yeah, of course. I think we want to, um, yeah, do one more step. Not long, only in terms of points, I think in terms of the way we play. And I think now you can see even even against teams like Tottenham or Arsenal. Yesterday against Brighton, the way we played it was much better than last season. And now it's like just... To reward ourselves ourselves a little bit more on everything, so I think uh, we are on the right way.
0: Fulham played Manchester United three times last season and narrowly lost on each occasion. Most memorably in the uh, FA Cup tie at Old Trafford. How confident are you of picking up all three points when you play them this weekend?
7: We are very confident. Um, of course, they are struggling at the moment. They are under big, big pressure, but um, that makes that makes them even more dangerous. So we are aware of everything. But as you said before, we lost all three games. Uh, one in the last minute uh, at home at Craven Cottage, um, the last game of the season at 1-0. We missed a penalty, and the FA Cup game there were some strange circumstances, you know. And um, yeah, I think in all these games we were at least uh, at the same level than them. Um, yeah, but hopefully uh, on Saturday we can we can take at least one point. And, uh, yeah, hopefully three points.
1: Elsewhere in the Premier League, Man City faced Bournemouth in the live and exclusive game on TalkSport 2. And manager Pep Guardiola spoke about Erling Haaland missing out on the Ballon d'Or.
4: I think it's been a, an amazing start. The group of guys that have this season is beyond exception on the relation they have.
2: Bowden down the right, onto Alvarez, who shoots towards the far corner! It's a brilliant Julian Alvarez goal! This team are going to win the, the Premier League in second gear for me.
1: Bournemouth are playing much better than their position shows. At the moment, they've been struggling to get a win, but they've been in every game. Billy
2: spots the keeper off his line! What a goal!
1: For sure, I think there's some bright sparks as well for, for Bournemouth and I wouldn't be downcast if I was a fan of it.
2: Listen to that sound, that's the sound of Bournemouth getting their first win of this season.
4: Say that I saw him so happy to to win the World One and being a contender close to Messi Mbappé and the rest Mm -hmm. of the players. It was a good night for Man City. It's big congratulations for you know, for for Messi, for Leo Messi and Aitana Bon Mati for the wars, for of course we were there present, Man City was there so It's so important for us because we have not been in the past many, many times. We never were there, so now for the first time we were important being there. He has all his career ahead of him.
1: Now, following contrasting results in the Carabao Cup, Arsenal travel to St James's Park to face Newcastle. We can hear from both managers, Mikel Arteta and Edwin Howe.
2: And Willock is powering run to the edge of the penalty. area. Oh, All right, but it's shot past the goalkeeper, and it's Curtin for Manchester United now. Erdegaard with an injury time consolation for a poor Arsenal. West Ham 3, Arsenal 1.
5: We're always saying that the next couple of games are season defining, but I I know where you're going with it. I would agree that they're pivotal games, but then I think every game's so important, every competition's so important for us. So, yes, we go from Premier League to to Champions League, but. Our eyes are fixed firmly on Arsenal at the moment and we're really looking forward to this
7: game. A big one. One of the toughest places to go and, 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 and win. We've done it. Um, it's nothing new to it. We know what we expect. Very, very clear what they do, what their strengths are, where the opportunities are as well for us. And we'll try to, to take the game where we want.
1: On to our favourite topic. VAR and referees. Following last weekend's controversial decision to award Newcastle a penalty against Wolves at Molyneux, Anthony Taylor has been demoted to the championship for this weekend's round of fixtures wolves boss gary o'neill did not hold back when asked about this he said travel to win the sheffield united
5: and these doing the championship game this weekend so um I think that's three referees now that have been relegated off the back of refereeing for us. So you will need to be careful when you referee for Wolves because you can end up in the Championship the following week. Um, Man United, Luton and Newcastle now. So, um, no, I I haven't received an apology and I don't want one. Yeah, apologies aren't going to help. So um, hopefully the the level improves.
2: Anana comes up with a a haymaker. That's an absolutely bizarre decision. Handball! given against the walls player controversial penalty it's walls one newcastle two
5: yeah just just the level for me as as we're all held to to high levels in in what we do the players are i am refereeing the same so yeah they say these things sort of even themselves up but i don't don't see that happening i think it's we've been on the bad end too many times now so um yeah hopefully things things can start to improve for for them as well because um, i'm sure they're They're feeling under pressure at the moment. Spotlight's on them a little bit for all the mistakes that are being made and whether VAR's helping or not.
1: On the subject of the Championship, Leicester welcome Leeds to the King Power with both sides looking for an immediate return to the top flight. It was first be third. This is how the game sounded on TalkSport 2. The weekend of football could not be getting off
2: to a better start. We're at a game that feels like it's Premier League, feels like it will be Premier League next season. Leicester, nine wins in a row in the league. Ten would be a club record. The Leeds pressing and pressing well, having an opportunity inside the penalty area, and it's just wide. What a glorious chance for Joel Peru. Brilliant from Fatou. Receiving the ball, flicking it up over Byram's head, running past him, driving it in, and he's hit the bar. That would have been a goal of the highest order. Really high tariff move, that. James back to the edge of the air. Jean-Peru, good save. And it'll be beaten away by Hermensen. Peru trying to get free. It's heading down, brilliantly saved, but tapped in on the follow-up, Jorginho Ruta. Leeds United, lead at Leicester by Golden Hill. He chips it up towards the far post, header, what a save! That is stunning goalkeeping from Mellier. Mellier has produced one of the saves of the season to beat it away.
6: Mellier just won the game for that terrific save. The Leeds
2: revival continues pace. It's finished, Leicester nil, Leeds won.
1: Finally, we go back to the breakfast show. And despite it being early November, Gabby Agbonlahor is already in the festive mood. Christmas has come early.
6: Good morning, my listeners. Come in, take a seat. My poems are present. It's my own festive treat. We're into November. The weather's taken a turn. Al tried to warm himself up at home, but left his head with a burn. Did you not? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. We not the garbage, Al. <laughs> We're nearly at Christmas on the football we dine, Premier League all weekend, while I sip on mulled wine. Saturday evening, what a class in the dark, as the Gunners go marching up to St. James's Park. My villa at Forest, that three points in the bag, but Craven Cottage could be the end of Ten Hag. Oh,
5: in the heart good.
6: of North London, it's the return of their old boss, will Potch and the Blues hand out Spurs their first loss? I'm back off to Brom, it's time to put up the tree. Brazil just won't have it, He's just a Grinch to me. So those were my words for Richel Porra. Don't forget Al. I'm Villa's all time top goal scorer. <laughs> Do you know what, Who wrote it? Yeah. Do you know, I don't know. know. Who wrote it? I didn't did read it, I didn't write sure, it. I was just gonna say that that AI is brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> it good, I didn't write it.
1: Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talk Sport app, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There will, of course, be another one. These Andy Goldstein Talks with Early Podcasts out. First in the morning, do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day and above all. Be safe, everyone. Be safe.
3: That was a podcast from Talk Sport.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?